Hi, love. This is Dawn, and you're listening to Dear Divorce Diary with my coach, Dawn, where we explore the post-divorce life and you, the woman who lives it. We cover everything from trauma during and after divorce to feeling like a stranger in your own life and the new frontier of life as a single woman. Cozy in for the conversations you've been longing to have about this new life. Hi, friend. Can I call you that? Are we friends yet? (laughs) I know I usually start with hi, love, but I've been saying it the other way in my everyday life, so I thought I would play with it. (laughs) Which one do you prefer? So welcome back. Today is exciting because I realized that the topic most important to you that I have talked about so far is letting go. So we are revisiting it, (laughs) which is awesome. And I'm going to answer your questions about letting go today. And I know we are going to have some awesome breakthroughs. So in talking about letting go, I immediately have this mental image. And one of your questions is, why is letting go of the past important? And I immediately thought of, and I have this little Um, copper round table from Target, of course, right? And it's got some cute little tchotchke things sitting on top of it, hand sanitizer, obvi, and um, this little plant thing, right? So I immediately pick these two objects up off the table and I'm, so I'm, I'm doing this right now too. It's very silly. You can't see me, but it's great. Uh, And I'm holding on to these items, right? And I'm thinking about why is letting go of the past important? So if I imagine these objects in each of my hands, are the past and I don't have hands to hold on to the present, what happens, right? Like things in the present don't happen, let alone thinking about and building towards a future. So, okay, maybe I put one of these things down and I pick up a present day thing, right? But sometimes when you're hold, literally holding on to the past and the present at the same time, sometimes they have opposing needs or focuses, right? So I think the idea of holding on, if you, if you literally think of how it holds your attention when you're holding it, like if you were always holding the past and you needed your hands, but you couldn't because they were holding on to the past, think about how... <laughs> Think about how hard it would be to do life if you're like, sorry, I can't. I'm busy holding on to the past. <laughs> like, but I think that's how it feels a lot of the times when we're trying to heal, but um, we're perseverating or looping on the past um, and can't even get present to real life. So you might try this at home or even if you're uh, driving right now, right? Like imagine the steering wheel is the past and someone were to hand you something like, I don't know. Do you ever drive with your knees? I'll never admit to it, but I might. Um, (laughs) So letting go of the past is important in the sense that you need your hands free, love. (laughs) You know, and I'm not saying we're going to delete the past or we're not going to revisit it or it's not a part of an important part of your life. It is. But it's this idea of being able to loosen your grip and set it down and not having to literally grip it right? So letting go of the past is important so that you can have your time, attention, energy, resources, 
focused and utilized on your present and your future. Um, and, and I think that that makes sense, right? So maybe use that mental image when you find yourself looping on the things from the past. Maybe notice, oh, my hands are full right now. Let me set that down and pick up today, right? Sometimes when we have concrete things we can do with our mind-body, it helps us <laughs> to make the shift. Um, so maybe think about using that that mental image of literally holding on, putting something down, picking something more relevant up. The next question you ask about letting go is, what does it mean to let go of the past? And, and I know I just walked you through that uh, idea of like physically putting something down, But what I mean in the context of healing and letting go of the past is that it's not so haunting, it's not so controlling, it's not so obsessive. Um, When we think about healing, there's two different kind of important parallel processes happening. We want to heal the traumas or the griefs, right? We want to process those pains so that they can be finished. But then also we want to be cultivating the habit of focusing on what's working, the present, our joys, our gratitudes. And sometimes we're just so habituated. Is that a word? Okay. Production is telling me habituated is a word. (laughs) We're so habituated to uh, focusing on the problem, at least I know I am, um, that it takes a lot of energy to refocus on our joys. Um, And so sometimes it might be healing that needs to happen, but sometimes it might be creating a new habit that's focusing on what's good. So when I talk about letting go of the past, I mean healing the wounds, the griefs, and the traumas, and then learning how to refocus on the present and building towards the future. The next question you ask is a how-to question. Those are big, right? How do I stop dwelling in the past? And while all of these questions are related, um, I want you to notice that when there are traumas and there are griefs that are calling our attention, it's going to be hard to force yourself to stop dwelling on them until they've healed. And there is no perfect healing. It's not an all or nothing thing. It happens in layers. It's a lifestyle (laughs) healing. Um, But a lot of the dwelling happens, and I know we've talked about this in other episodes, but the dwelling often is driven by a compulsive need to heal something. And we just haven't quite found the right key in the lock, uh, you know, our brains want to solve puzzles, right? And trauma is an unsolved puzzle, an unsolved wound. And so our mind body is calling for healing, but oftentimes we have avoided it. We've numbed it out so that we could not face it. So the true path to, to not dwelling in the past is to heal the wounds and grieve the losses. And y'all know, or if you haven't heard, my favorite ways to do those things are guided journaling, EMDR therapy, EFT tapping, body movement, um, like yoga, for instance, um, 
or weightlifting, uh, if you listen to that episode, Reiki, right? These experiential therapies that help us clear out those closets, help us make sense of those griefs, help us move it through our mind body so that it's not stuck in there because when they're stuck in there, we will dwell, right? So if you're still dwelling, ask yourself, A, have I fully healed these traumas and these griefs? Obvi related to the divorce, right? But but what about the traumas and the griefs from before your marriage that contributed to you picking the partner you picked and numbing out and then being kind of unconscious about those unhealed things and then now you're living it all over again through this divorce, right? So have you healed the traumas? Have you grieved the losses? And do you have a habit of perseverating on past things do you just need to work on creating healthier habits? So those are the two questions I would ask myself about the dwelling. Your next question is, how do I make peace with the past? Favorite question, because that is the answer to all of this, right? The very first question about letting go, the answer is, well, right, we want to make peace with it. Totally. And we do make peace with it when we use these therapies that I talk about that I really hammer on because those therapies help us release so much of this stuff is not, it's not real anymore, right? It's done. It's already finished. But your mind, body, your brain, it doesn't know it's finished. It keeps looping on it. And, it, and it's doing that because it thinks it's protecting you in a way, right? It's protecting you from not getting hurt again, from not, don't trust again, don't don't get blindsided again, right? Your mind-body, it's got this really clever protection system put in place. Love it. It's elegant, but it's not going to serve you long-term, right? So these therapies that I talk about, like guided journaling, EMDR, EFT tapping, body movement, Reiki, etc., they're going to help you make peace with it. And whatever means you choose, one, all, whichever, <laughs> it's going to really help you make peace with them because that's what your mind-body is craving is peace. And people get a little um, intimidated by some of these things because they're like, who will I be if I make peace with this, right? People are afraid that EMDR therapy is going to change who they are. People are afraid that if they if they didn't experience the traumas, who would they who would they have been? Right? So many people when working through those traumas say to me, "Who would I have been if I had moved through life without these traumas? Would I have been a different person?" No, love. No, you are who you are, right? And 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 yes, these traumas have shaped you and they have certainly affected certain ways that you've lived and loved and choices that you've made. But at your core, you are who you are. And that is an amazing, amazing human worthy of so much. And trust me that as you use these therapies, you're only going to have more peace. People also are really afraid of using these therapies and feeling feelings. But man, have you ever said like, I just needed a good cry? Exactly. You know, um, and we there's so much resistance built up to having that good cry, but then after, I kind of feel like that's how my big dog feels about baths, right? He hates a bath, but then afterwards, he's like, I'm so happy. <laughs> it's the same thing with these therapies and your painful feelings. Yes, it's uncomfortable to face it all. It's uncomfortable to, to 
not be sure of yourself, but borrow my belief that it's okay to be sure of yourself because I've seen so many people walk through this process and and just see them be so much sure of them surer of themselves in the end so it is safe to make peace with your past and to use these beautiful therapies to do it the next question is how can i let go and enjoy life again and love <laughs> So I've talked to you a lot about letting go and enjoying life, but I think the enjoyment part, that one is so interesting because why can't we enjoy it while we're healing, right? Why, why aren't, why does it seem hard to enjoy right now? And another question you ask is, why is life so hard? I think these things are related. You know, my daughter was feeling really sick last night and she was having trouble falling asleep and she was way up in her feelings (laughs) and I was trying to help her relax her body and I was cueing some of our favorite nighttime guided meditations and asking her to think about some of the things that bring her joy or make her heart smile and she was in that space and I know you can relate to this because I have been there where like she didn't want to feel gratitude you know what I mean? Where it's like, no, n- I am not even grateful for those things, even though the things are amazing, right? Like, no, there is nothing to be grateful for. Even the good things are not good enough. Like, you know that space? And maybe you're in it right this minute, right? And because I'm not in that space right now, I was up in my feelings a little bit this morning on my way to the gym and I thought to myself, man, how can I switch this, Right? And I thought, wow, like if you plopped me in Ukraine, for instance, for 24 hours, would I be so grateful for my current life? Heck yeah. When I was at the gym and there was this one exercise that I do not like doing, I took a minute to think what my life would be like if I didn't have the body parts needed to do that exercise. And then something softened, right? It was easier to go into. And what we're doing in those moments is shifting our perspective from nothing is good enough, really pity, right? Like a victim mindset, like everything sucks. This is too hard. This isn't fair. It shouldn't be this hard. I should be better. People shouldn't hurt me the way that people have hurt me. And, um, you know, everything sucks. Man, I know that spot. I know that spot. And, and if, and if I were sitting with you, cause I am, <laughs> I would say to you, um, mm, I love you and cut the shit <laughs> because if I dropped you into Ukraine for 24 hours, you probably would feel differently. You know, um, I think we really do lose perspective very often about Yes, we have griefs and we have wounds and we have traumas and those things. Traumas are their life or death, right? It feels like we are being so threatened. We are not safe. We are not well. So I am not minimizing those things. Those are real. But along with those problems, we have been gifted solutions. And more often than not, we resist the solutions because we feel like it's not fair that the problems happened in the first place. So you hear the loop that we get stuck in? And then you ask me questions, which I totally get because I have asked them too. 
how can I let go and enjoy life? Well, what if, yeah, what if we got some perspective, tapped into some real gratitude and enjoyed life while healing the traumas, grieving the losses, learning new tools? But I think to do that, to, ha- to shift the why is life so hard perspective to maybe life isn't as hard as I think it is. Maybe I keep convincing myself life is hard because I feel like none of this is fair and none of this is enough. Sometimes it's hard, but more often than not, we pile on. We pile on with our mindset and I think we can do it different. I know you can do it different because at your core, you want to feel joy. And you, you just need some tweaks to be able to do that while also grieving the losses. So um, the next question, what is the happiest way to live? <laughs> so let's talk about one of the tricks of the trade, right? If you want to feel joy and enjoy your life and not feel like life is hard all the time, I want you to start noticing that you can segment when you work on your pain, right? In EMDR, we call it using a container, creating a mental space to put our problems, to leave them there when we're not doing EMDR and revisit them only when we're doing EMDR, right? So imagine all of your life deciding, okay, I'm going to grieve my losses and I'm going to heal my traumas and I'm only going to do those in certain spaces, right? I'm going to grieve and heal when I'm in therapy, when I'm journaling, when I'm doing EFT tapping, when I'm at church, when I'm on my yoga mat, when I'm meeting with um, other women going through divorce. I'm going to do it in specific places. But when I'm not in those specific places, gosh darn it, I'm going to live and I'm going to enjoy my life and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to give myself permission to be happy. Even if my kid is heartbroken, even if I am exhausted, even if um, in these other spaces I'm doing these really hard healing things, when I'm not in those spaces, I'm going to focus on joy. I'm going to focus on having fun. I'm going to focus on resting I'm going to focus on taking care of myself because if you are in your feelings all the time, like, man, that's a lot of suffering. So I want you to practice like when you're, when you're just like not doing healing things and your brain is like, oh, wait, pain, oh, wait, pain, right? Like when you're driving, driving isn't being in therapy, driving isn't journaling, driving isn't, right? When you're driving, and you're thinking of painful things, I want you to try telling yourself, oh, this isn't the time for that. Well, unless you're listening to this podcast, right? Then maybe. <laughs> but we're also focused on the solution here. So notice that. So I, I, when you're in spaces where the purpose is not healing, I want you to focus on listening to comedy, um, listening to your favorite playlist that brings sparks joy, calling someone that you know is super uplifting. Um, Thinking about if you were to make a vision board, what travel locations would you put on it? And thinking about all the things that you would enjoy doing. My most recent place is the Azores. It's in Portugal, (laughs) right? Like where would you go and what would you do if you were there? Like dreaming, right? Like refocusing that attention on expanding into what could be, into things that remind you of 
the beauty in the world, right? What a sunrise looks like. What, um, you know, the perfect summer afternoon at the pool feels like. This is the way to live happy, is to put the pain in the painful places and to focus on fun and rest and relaxation as much as we focus on work and healing and taking care of other people. Sometimes you ask me, what is the secret to happiness? And this answer obviously includes all of what we've talked about today. Letting go, making peace with the past, learning how to focus on the spaces that feel good. But also the secret to happiness is something that I haven't completely brought up yet today. And it really is self-acceptance. So it is, yes, it's, it's healing the traumas and grieving the losses. But happiness is being able to be in love with, accepting of who you are, what you bring to the table, because so much of our thought content and our emotional lives are wound up in whether or not we are enough, that it is killing your ability to be happy and joyful in the now. When we feel like we don't have enough or we are not enough, contentment and joy are very hard to access. And I've seen some really neat reels out there lately about dopamine, that chemical that's like the more, the chemical of more, right? That when we're scrolling on social media and when we're having a glass of wine, like three is better, that dopamine hit, right? From chocolate or winning or whatever it is, that our our lives are really built on this more, right? I need to be more. I need to do more. I need to consume more. And the more chemical is there's a bottomless hunger for it. Unless we learn to lean into different neurochemicals like serotonin, a connection chemical, like the being with nature, being with people, the contentment spaces, which are not even chemically driven, they're driven by peace, real peace with who we are, what we've experienced, and and the world around us. And that comes through acceptance and the shedding of judgment, the not judging myself, not judging others, not judging that, you know, he should have been different. He shouldn't have hurt me. I should have more money. I should have an easier job. My kids shouldn't have to do this. I shouldn't have to do this. You know, women shouldn't. Listen, I can rail on the patriarchy with the best of them, right? But at the end of the day, until we can find acceptance and personal empowerment, we're blocking our own happiness and joy. So I am here to tell you that you can. You can do everything that has been handed to you and more. Because you are hardwired to succeed at your life and to enjoy it. And so if you feel like you are not succeeding at life and you are not enjoying it, then love, let's talk. Because you are hardwired for it to be good and for you to love it. 
And there are many things that you have experienced that have knocked you down, and I get that. And there are many ways that you keep knocking yourself back down. And I am not okay with that. Because I love you so much and I know how capable you are. And you could say, but Dawn, you don't because you don't know me. No, I may never have met you and I may have never met your individual story and the nuances of your experience. But I promise you, I promise you, I know you. I am you. I've met you and your sisters and, and we are not that different. And that part of you that says that maybe I don't know you and maybe you're different, that's ego, love. That's the part of you that says, nope, mm-mm. I'm, I'm not going to get better. And that part of you that whispers, I'm not going to get better. Maybe I'm different. Maybe I'm doomed. There's no space. There's no space to keep attending to that part, right? Like to really heal, to really let go, to really find happiness. We have to say like, hello, ego. I hear you. Thank you for your feedback. But I'm going to turn my eyes on the solution because I am hardwired to live my life and enjoy it. Thank you so much for being here today and for listening and for healing. Because when you heal, you are part of healing our entire planet. You are raising the vibration of our entire planet. You are changing the lives of your children and your loved ones just by bringing a better you to the table. And you are so much more powerful than you know. Have a beautiful week. Peace. Dear Divorce Diary is a podcast by My Coach Dawn. You can find more at mycoachdawn.com.